This is It Was a Thing on TV. Spoiler number one is Dr. Lee Franz. It stinks. What is going on? <laughs> what is going on? Episode 131. Submission number 1127. Mr. Food Art Ginsburg. Mr. Food Art Ginsburg has been syndicated on various news outlets since 1980. Gentlemen, over the course of time, uh, since the 50s and 60s, there have been a lot of TV chefs. Now, obviously, we have entire networks dedicated to them nowadays. You have Food Network, and you have the Cooking Channel, and those stations have shown different programs uh, well, if you're cooking channel over the last 10 years or so, and if you're the Food Network over like the last 30 years. Yeah. And, and, and then you have the rise of cooking YouTube, where you have channels like Solia, Ale Wiley, Benjamin with Babish, Joshua Wiseman. But going even further back, you've got some legendary television chefs, including you know, people you've heard of. Julia Child. Everybody knows about Julia Child. Julia Child, Graham Carr. Graham Carr. Oh, yes. The Galloping Gourmet. The Galloping Gourmet. Gourmet, yes. Oh, absolutely. The Frugal I, Gourmet with the, the... Crikey, what's his name? What his name is, my friend, is Jeff Smith. But uh, there's one chef who I think slips under the radar that we need to talk about. And he's known by the name Mr. Food. Yeah. His real name is Art Ginsburg, but we'll call him Mr. Food throughout this episode since that's what he is best known as. Yep. And he's best, that's what he's best known as. And what he's best known for is taking the intricacies of a recipe and condensing it into 90 seconds. And also, not just uh, the intricacies. Or intricacies, if that's how you pronounce it. Sorry, Chico. Uh, but not just the intricacies of, of cooking, but also making cooking as simple as possible for those people like me who burn water. And really, uh, th that's what was his goal, was he wanted to make e cooking easy for people who really weren't that talented uh, with uh, cookware and uh, an oven or a stove. So he broke it down to its simplest foundations, 90 seconds. Uh, that's literally how long uh, the segments were, uh, were 90 seconds. And he would give you the, uh, the general recipe and, and the, the meal would be done. There's a little trick behind that, which we'll get to in a little bit. But this was generally seen, and I, I can vouch for, uh, again, Cleveland, since I've lived here for the last 40-some years. Cleveland used to show it uh, on the new news, uh, on, on Channel uh, 5, WEWS's new news. Yeah, we also got it here in North Carolina on what is now ABC 11. And, and, same, I, same deal. and I don't think it's on any longer. Um, no, no, actually. Well, no, no, it, no, 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 no. Let me finish. Okay. And I don't think it's on any longer in Cleveland because oh. uh, I remember it was on up until like the early 2010s. And uh, I don't know if it was because of Art Ginsburg passing away. He, he passed away in 2012. Uh, but the, the Mr. Food legacy does live on. So he, he is not, uh, well, he, he may be gone, but Mr. Food is still around in some way. Yeah, we have the Mr. Food test kitchen. 
it's called now. I don't think it's on locally here uh, in Fayetteville, but if you do go to MrFood.com, there's just a library, a library of uh, content to peruse, If whether you're looking for a simple breakfast or a weekday dinner or just a nice dessert. But it all goes back to an, an idea that uh, Mike alluded to earlier, and that was make food as simple and as easy as humanly possible. Yeah, and he'd show all of the ingredients on the screen, and yeah, it, it isn't something that you'd have to get twenty ingredients. Yeah, go to the store and get this spice and this this herb and it's like and, nine, and, nine and times this, out of ten you have everything you need in your pantry. Odds are you do. Odds are you do, yep. and if you don't, it's simple stuff like eggs or maybe milk or or or, or just a basic ingredient that. You don't have to go to the other side of town to get, or uh, you need to spend a, a huge amount of money on. It's it's all food that is readily available at just about any supermarket you go to. Mm-hmm. So, Mister Food Art Ginsburg, originally he was a butcher before getting in television. He was a butcher and he ran his own catering business, so he definitely had some expertise in the field. And then in 1975, Art Ginsburg turned his flair for acting into a, a local television food program in Schenectady, New York. WRGB. And I did. I, and today I learned Schenectady, New York has a TV affiliate. Now, I thought it was close enough to Saris and Buffalo that they'd get one of those two or, or maybe even uh, stuff across the lake from uh, Canada. But uh Yes, Schenectady, New York, which I think I saw has a population of like 60,000. Not the biggest of TV markets, but they are a TV market, apparently. Uh, And they gave Art Ginsburg his uh, first opportunity. And also, he may have recorded a couple of episodes at KWWL in Waterloo, Iowa. We're not 100% sure about that. But uh, what's interesting is not not just the 90-second segments he did, and not his catchphrase, which we'll get to in a little bit. But there's a video on YouTube, which uh, basically showed how everything went down. Because at the time, you need to remember that there were well over 100 stations back in like 2007 that this segment aired on. And actually, Truth by Consensus Wikipedia says in 2007, at its peak, Mr. Food aired on 168 TV stations. And I'm going to assume it's on the noon news because, again, 90 seconds, you can't really slot that. Maybe well, maybe you can put it in place of some commercials, but very few TV stations will do that. But they'll put it in the noon news. So what the, the trick was, and I found this to be very interesting, is every TV market got their own version. And you're yeah. going to say, how, how or why? That sounds very cost prohibitive and uh, very expensive and very you know time consuming doing a 90 second segment for 168 stations well the interesting thing is he had staff prepare the dishes off stage beforehand and what they actually did is for each lo- uh, location each locale that aired the segment they would bring out a tabletop they'd replace the tabletop that mr food was using 
for the one segment for, let's say, again, we'll just use Cleveland as an example. And for Charlotte, they bring out another tabletop with the same dish, same food, prepared the same way. But the big difference is they would use brands that are local to that area. And, and what I mean by that is if you have ever shopped for spices, you have uh, McCormick in the east, east of the Rockies, and west of the Rockies, it's called shilling. Yep. Uh, so, sort of like uh, mayonnaise, it's called Hellman's east of the Mississippi, but west of the Mississippi, it's called Best Foods. So they wanted to use names that were familiar to the people in that market. Let's say you see a, a shilling container of cinnamon and you go to the market. Oh, I don't see a, a shilling. I, I see McCormick. It, it makes sense. I think it's actually absolutely brilliant. And they, uh, on the video I saw, they actually showed he's got like a giant pantry of different variations from around the country. He's got, again, like your McCormick versus your Schilling, your Best Foods versus your Hellman's. It's very interesting, but that's how simple they tried to make it. It wasn't just simple in sense of as few ingredients as possible as I can make this in 90 seconds, but it was also look for these brands, these labels in your stores. And I wonder if he ever got compensated for that. Cause you're giving free advertising to McCormick and Schilling. Don't know about that, but he tried breaking it down as easy as possible for every market. And so, yeah, so, so they'd film the 90 second segment. They'd remove the tabletop bring out a new tabletop with the end product and with the, the products from that region, whoever uh, they're recording it for that time for, for that episode. And it went out to, uh, to, to the news stations and news stations would generally show it as a, I don't necessarily want to call it a fluff piece, but they'd have it like in the new news right near the end of the news. Uh, but right before you know, they sign off, Okay, and here's Mr. Food uh, today with uh, the Mr. Food segment, and he's making, you know, chicken cacciatore or something. Let's uh, I don't know what he would have been making, but his franchise got so popular, he uh, became a, uh, a cookbook writer. He published fifty-two cookbooks, and had sales of over eight million copies. I mean, that's not bad. You're talking about uh, if if I do my math very quickly. That averages like about 160,000 uh, copies per title. That's that's not bad, especially if you're seen only at noon by uh, shut-ins and and people at home and and housewives. That's, that's not too bad for uh, back in the 80s and 90s and into the 2000s and 2010s. And uh, I actually have to give credit to to Mr. Uh, Food because three of his cookbooks were devoted uh, to recipes for diabetics and they were published by the American Diabetes Association and diabetes is not fun kids. Try try to avoid getting it. If you, you can just say yeah. that from experience. And even one of his cookbooks was published in Spanish. So he's reaching out to everybody. Oh yeah. And originally his cookbooks were published by some known publishers, but eventually he started self-publishing his own books. So again, there's the, the Mr. Food franchise. Not only does he have television stuff, not only does he 
make the, the cookbooks or write them, he's now publishing them in 2009. Yeah, through his uh, subsidiary, I believe it's Ginsburg Enterprises. Yeah, that, was, that sounds familiar because obviously his last name was Ginsburg. So yeah, maybe you don't want to call it Mr. Food Enterprises because that sounds a little well, too well, well, Mr. Food became a brand in and of itself in the 2000s. Oh, absolutely. And, uh, and even to this day, he's not on as many stations as he used to be. But his company, his, his legacy lives on in new Mr. Food segments called Mr. Food's Test Kitchen. And again, as Chico said, if you go on YouTube, you can find plenty of uh, installments of the test kitchen version, but also the original version. People yeah. have uploaded the 90 second segment. So you can find a recipe that you might want to make that is nice and easy. Yeah. Quick and easy. Cause that's the philosophy behind Mr. Food. That is like, if Mr. Food had one raison d'etre, it would be quick and easy. Yeah, I mean, everything was quick and easy, and he tried making everybody's lives as simple as possible from the recipes down to, as I mentioned earlier, the name brands, uh, the local brands, so you, you didn't have to look like a goof, you know, looking for, oh, I'm looking for this type of whatever, and oh, no, we don't carry that because we carry X brand. No, he, he made life as simple as possible for people who can't cook like me. But the other thing that Mr. Food is known for, I mentioned the catchphrase. Mm-hmm. Ooh, it's so good. Ooh, it's so good. And you, you look at the food on TV and, ooh, it does look so good. And, and, and again, and, and again, that's the purpose of his nice, simple cooking. Okay, look what I did with a limited number of ingredients and with names that you definitely can go pick up at Food Lion or whatever's near you in terms of grocery stores. And you know, after we show how uh, the end result looks, ooh, it looks so good and ooh, it tastes so good. It does. Yes. So as we mentioned earlier, Art Ginsburg, unfortunately, is no longer with us. In uh, 2011, he was diagnosed with pancreatic cancer and went into remission. But unfortunately, uh, it, it came back in uh, November uh, of 2012, and he did not uh, live much longer than that. Uh, he died at his home in Western Florida on November 21st of 2012 at the age of 81. But uh, even though he's gone, as we said, his legacy lives on in terms of the cookbooks, in terms of the segments airing some places, not, not as many places as it used to, but again, YouTube is your friend. Google's your friend. You, you can find his legacy uh, through those resources and maybe make a nice, easy and delicious meal tonight. And Hey, if you're lucky and if you do it just right, and if you take, and if you pay attention to every single detail you can get something that's quick, that's easy, and that's so, it's so good. Oh, it is so good. How'd I do, Mike? Oh, you definitely got a 9.5 out of 10. That was very nice. Uh, you're, you're, not a, you're not an easy judge, Mike. 
you did really well. Take the nine point five is an A. Take the A and run. Don't, don't no, don't no, be... it's like I'm just saying that that's a compliment. It's like oh nine and a half, nine and a half from the Cleveland judge. That is nobody gets that. Yeah, yeah. Unfortunately, I know the Russian judge would give you seven out of ten. He's he's a bit of a a stickler. Uh, hey, yeah. hey, Greg, so we can get you in on this episode? Yeah. Uh, how do you rate that impression on a scale of 1 to 10? I, I guess an 8. Okay, so Greg's the Russian judge. Okay. <laughs> well, uh, I'm just going to be quite honest with you guys. We didn't really get Mr. Food here in New York City because I guess you guys have slow news days in Cleveland and North Carolina. Here in New York, it's like there's news going on all the time. There's never going to be a time where there's like five minutes to kill. You mean to tell me WABC did not have 90 seconds to air Mr. Food? Yes, they did not have 90 seconds to air Mr. Food at noon. noon. Or at least if they did, I don't remember it. Because I was probably at school. One thing maybe, I do maybe, remember. Maybe WNYW, maybe WWOR. I don't think WPX had a new newscast, so. One thing I do remember is that because you had this gigantic recipe that, you know, it's supposed to be quick and easy, right? But he's only going to go through all of the bullet points. And if you wanted the full recipe, you were always prompted, and this I remember, to go to MrFood.com or send a self-estressed stamped envelope to MrFood, care of the station. And they always Chiron the station card. Yes, you're absolutely right about that. I mean, I don't remember uh, the MrFood.com plugs, but I remember, you know, back when uh, I was uh, younger, back in the 80s and 90s, yeah, if you wanted the full recipe because you didn't write it down fast enough, uh, send a self-addressed stamped envelope to Mr. Food, care of your station, and we'll take care of it. Mr. Food was actually quite popular to the point where in 1997 – he actually appeared on Late Night with Conan O'Brien. Yes. And uh, we, we actually just finished watching the segment right now. And a couple of dishes were made. One was like a shrimp scampi slash paella type of dish. And then one was, oh my gosh, a decadent dessert. Uh, it was, it was, it was sort of with- a cookie, cool whip, heap toffee trifle sort of situation yeah it was something amazing to look at and probably amazing to eat and gosh knows it'd be amazing on the diabetes as as well because it was very decadent and just like any late night cooking segment when you're talking about letterman or or conan uh it devolved quickly hilarity ensued yeah it's Uh, like hey do not put ingredients in front of conan o'brien because he is prone to hijinks. Yeah, especially when the whipped cream and the cookies ended up in the paella or the shrimp scampi or the rice or however you want to call it. But then also, please don't give Conan O'Brien any potential weapons. Uh, what he does with a ball peen hammer, he's supposed to break a, a Heath bar, which that's actually a good way of breaking a Heath bar with a, a hammer. Hey, you know what? I have seen people break Heath bars with ball peen hammers. Yeah, I mean, it's a legitimate thing. The problem is uh, Conan O'Brien sometimes goes overboard. And, he got uh, excited. 
Yeah, and we, it, and we learned the hard way that that was not a John Bowes cutting board. Yeah, the, the cutting board uh, basically split. And if you've seen wood cutting boards, obviously it's like seven or eight pieces of wood. They're all glued together and and possibly laminated or maybe not even laminated. They may keep the, the natural fibers there for whatever reason. But he hit the cooking board with uh, the ball-peen hammer hard enough to split the wood cooking board. Don't give Conan O'Brien any ideas or any weapons. Just saying. But, oh, I'm not a big seafood fan. Don't care for shrimp. But, ooh, the dessert looked amazingly good. And I'd even say, ooh, it's so good for the main dish as well. Even though they did take... uh, the shrimp off the the heat before it was done cooking. So yeah, they, well, but hey, sort of raw shrimp on the. It was uh, sort of it was it was half cooked. Let's just say Gordon Ramsay would have a problem with it. Oh, but the health department would have a problem with that. Yeah, yeah. but yeah. but in fairness, it's a five six minute segment. The only yeah, uh, and you know what? It's more than what Mister Food usually gets. But hey, you just you know what? He just showed you how quick and easy it was going to be. And kids, if you want to find out how quick and easy shrimp scampi on fried rice can be, just send a self-addressed stamped envelope, write shrimp scampi recipe, and send it to Mr. Food, care of the station. Or, you know, you could just YouTube the clip on Conan O'Brien. Yeah, and, and we don't supply you with the ball-peen hammer. You gotta... Yeah, no, yeah, ball-peen hammer's not included, kids. Yeah. You might have to go to your uh, parents' uh, tool chest for that. Yeah, you you may need parental permission before making that dish at home. Not to mention safety goggles. Not to mention, don't invite Conan O'Brien to come to your house. No, do not. No, No, hey, hey, Conan, I love you. You're one of the funniest men alive. And we're going to do a couple of episodes about you. We're going to do a couple of episodes about you in the future. But you are one of the funniest men alive. Stay the hell away from my toolkit. Yeah, you don't want to go to Naughty Land. It's Naughty Land. Yeah. Well, I think that's all we've got about Mr. Food. Yep, Mr. Food has been teaching America how to cook for over 30 years, and thanks to his business and his business partners and friends, his legacy lives on, and it is still a thing on TV. Mm-hmm. Ooh, it's a good thing on TV. Ooh, it's good. Looks good. Oh, it looks, looks good. good. It looks good. Looks good. Looks good. Oh, it 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 looks good. It looks good. Looks really good. And you know what? I learned a lot about this man. Good. Yeah. And you know what else looks good? What else looks good? Well, first off, our website, it was a thing on TV.com. Oh, yeah. Where we have uh, all 130 previous episodes and the live shows and the mini sods. And uh, what also looks good is what's coming up next week. Oh, yeah. 
There's a little event that's going to be happening in roughly about two and a half weeks from uh, the time this episode gets released. You may have heard of it. And the thing is, we're afraid about uh, the trademarking of, ooh, it's so good. We're not even going to mention the, the trademark name of what's going to be happening in, in a couple of weeks. It is a lar- it's a large-scale sporting event, live and direct from Raymond James Stadium, where the winner of one major sports league faces the winner of another major sports league for the right to hoist a Tiffany trophy in triumph. He's talking about the superb owl. No, yes. I, I thought you were talking about the big game. No, they're playing that for a billion tonight. Oh, that's right. I, I don't have a ticket for that, but that's fine. I, I don't feel like losing money. Oh, that's... yes, I know. Yes, I know I could win, but I also know the probabilities but you don't yeah. see yeah there's a reason math teachers don't play the lottery that often because we know the probability and the odds and the expected value and all that yeah but before we get to our super block of super shows next super week we got to talk about the super drop over at super place to be super nation super pop don't we greg oh yeah because right now we just had that came out Saturday Supercade and WBNB TV. Those were some really good shows we did. Yeah. Boy, that's a lot of uses of the word super there. Yeah. And and, and one of the topics that's uh, in that drop was Saturday Supercade, coincidentally. Do you you think Donkey Kong will be at the Superb Owl wearing a giant oversized suit? I got a question. Wouldn't shock me. I got... How did they find a suit that could fit Donkey Kong in that episode oh, the, of Stanley the Bugman? Oh, they went to DXL, obviously. Yeah, if they can find a suit to fit me, they can find a suit to fit Donkey Kong. If you can get a suit for Mark Labette, you can get a suit for anybody. You yeah. wear Mark Labette's suits, Mike. I guarantee it. Oh, no, that's, uh, <laughs> no, that's, 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 that's Men's that's, Warehouse. Yeah, we're, not that, getting, we're not getting paid for that. Well, maybe I'll get a suit out of it. I could okay. use a new suit. Well, while Mike gets a suit, we're just going to remind you, remember, like, comment, and subscribe. If you're on the YouTube, don't forget to smack my bell to get updates on further entries. And, of course, review wherever fine podcasts are streamed, five stars only. We don't put cookies and whipped cream and heath on a paella for less than four stars. But nobody's giving us five-star reviews. And and we definitely aren't eating it for less than five stars. Oh, I wouldn't eat it anyway. No, no, no. I I don't need to go back to the hospital. No, no, no. But but nope. But again, nobody's giving us five-star reviews anyway. Come on. You're you're breaking Greg's heart here. Come on. No, it's no, it's no, I don't care about the five star rules. All I care about is let's get to a thousand subscribers so we can make some money on YouTube. There you go. That's all you I heard the man. Yeah, forget uh, our five star uh, reviews. We need like 970 something more subscribers. And then we tell can your friends, make, people. We can actually make some money on YouTube. We're tell 3% your friends, the way people. there. We're three percent the way there. Tell your friends. You tell two friends, and they tell two friends, and and uh, yeah, yeah. Hey, hey, if we get up to a hundred, I'll actually cook the shrimp scampi from that yeah. Conan clip. You know what? We, we'll be making it if we get to a thousand subscribers. F money. 
On we'll be, that note, we'll be making I, breadsticks like Virgil. Oh, oh my gosh. gosh. Oh, can you believe this guy? On that note, also, don't forget our socials uh, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, anywhere uh, among those places where at it was a thing on TV. Uh, and we uh, have exclusive stuff that we put on primarily the Twitter feed, uh, sometimes on the Facebook feed. Please definitely follow us there because you never know what we're going to post there and maybe give hints towards future shows, but uh, definitely uh, look for us online and, uh, and follow us. We'd really appreciate it. Yep. Well, now uh, that uh, Greg is making me hungry, I think we're going to call it an episode. Thank you so much for listening. And uh, we'll catch you next week with those two episodes about the superb owl. I don't know what that is all about. Obviously, it's an owl that is incredibly sure of itself. Well, I just don't want to get sued. Well, that's fine. Okay. We'll just put, you know what? We'll just put a picture of Blathers on the TV screen. You know, Blathers from Animal Crossing. He's a very superb owl. Nah, I see. I don't get that reference because I don't play Animal Crossing on the Switch. I'm oh. sorry. I'm sorry. I don't have Animal Crossing either. So yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll I'm, I'm the to... only one. Sorry, yeah. guys. Well, yeah. Anyway, yeah. anyway, we will see you next week with two more things on TV. Thanks for listening. Wow! All right, now, first of all, let's tell everyone what you have a famous catchphrase, your own catchphrase that every chef must have. What's your catchphrase? My catchphrase is, ooh, it's so good. (laughs) That's a good one. That's really good.